Welcome to Zenergy, your interactive podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zen Ashe. I am your conduit, your coach, and your catalyst to that better life. A coach draws out hidden potential on the subject. A conduit provides a connection and a catalyst sparks change. So today's episode is called Evolution. And uh, I am here with Archie Jenkins, Mr. 180 Life. Hey. Say hi to me. How are you guys doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. Yeah, so um, if you're tuning in, if you're seeing that I'm going live, you know, go ahead and tag a few people so that they can get in on this and they can kind of think about this 180 life, this evolution, because we should all be trying to just really evolve. I mean, you know, I heard last year a lot that if quarantine didn't make you evolve, you know, you were just stuck beyond repair because most of us had to do some evolving. Correct, correct. Tell them about it. Yeah, there was just so much um, change, unprecedented change. And, you know, I've heard the, the saying evolve or die. You know, so many businesses had to evolve. Uh, people had to evolve. You know, we all had to go through changing you know online learning some people are still online learning and we are not out of it yes, i just saw uh, you know schools that opened that are closing back you know and people who thought okay my kids are going to go to school you know on campus and now they're having to evolve again and 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 you know go back to that online learning so you know evolution is a constant process of like adapting to change and you know i think about Uh, Darwin and his theory of evolution, you know, like survival of the fittest, you know, and, and you have to adapt to your surroundings and those that adapt are the ones that succeed. They pass on their genes and then they become the dominant of their species, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, even though we don't want to live in a dog eat dog world where, you know, we're stepping over people to, to survive. I think we do have to even in a sense personally evolve and, and leave old things behind that aren't serving us and move to things that are serving us and really kind of decide what those things are, you know? So when it comes to evolution, what, what does it mean to you, Mr. Jenkins? Well, evolution to me, It's basically my brand, basically my life um, is a change. Um, some people say good or bad is evolution, but my thing is when you evolve, you evolve, evolve into something bigger and better. Um, when I hear the word evolve, I think about Transformers. I was a big Transformers movie watcher and um, just how they would evolve to something bigger, something greater than what they were and could be able to take down the enemy, you know? So um, evolving for me would be basically the 180 life brand is just an everyday step, just making change after change just now. I like that and change, you know, change is a scary word for a lot of people because we get used to what we know And what we know can be comfortable, even when it's uncomfortable. Yes, uh, I remember Les Brown talking about how he was walking down the street mm -hmm. and he passed this guy's house and he heard this sound from the porch. It was like, mm. oh, wow. and he looked over and 
the dog, there was a dog on the porch and it was just growling, this low growl. And he was getting a little nervous. And, and the man said, oh, he's not growling at you. There's a nail under him. And he's just not going to move because he's uncomfortable, but he's not uncomfortable enough to move. Oh, wow. And Les Brown kind of took that as a metaphor for some people. You know, they'll be grumbling and complaining. They don't like where they are. They hate their job. They hate, you know, maybe their marriage. They hate whatever, but they're not comfortable. They're not uncomfortable enough to change. So they just grumble like that dog. They just keep grumbling and keep grumbling because change can be difficult. It can be uncomfortable, but think about how much more comfortable that dog would be if it just got up and moved to a different spot. Right. Right. (laughs) Not that that easy, you know, and they don't people, it's just, people just don't even want to put the, the movement because they so scared because the the unknown is, is scary. Okay. Well, we got Mike Harper on, and and uh, he's saying, "Okay, I see you. All right, all right. Well, thank you, Mike, for joining in. You know, go ahead and tag some of your friends. We're gonna be talking about evolution and how we evolved, and you know, his brand, Mr. Jenkins' brand, and you know, evolution. I remember when I was a kid, and I say this all the time. You know, my dad uh, was definitely someone who pushed me to evolve. He felt that we, as a people, owed something to our ancestors and that I, as a young person, needed to be better and wiser and stronger. And I needed to go further than he did. I needed to go further than my grandparents did. I needed to go further than my great grandparents did, you know, and so he was constantly pushing me, okay, you need to be reading, you need to be researching, you need to be as educated as you can be. You should be challenging yourself um, because it's, if we don't evolve as a people, then we're not taking full you know, advantage of the fact that we do have freedom, that we do have opportunities that our ancestors didn't have. You know, so my dad, uh, he used to always tell me, people would say, if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. Put it in a book. Yes, ma'am. You know, and so he was always telling me, you need to read whatever they don't want you to know, go find it out. You know, go find out what the rich people know that you that that the average person doesn't know. Go find out, you know, what what the people in power know that the average person doesn't know. And so I've been trying to do that my whole life <laughs> and try to evolve because I realized, you know, somebody said we stand, you know, on the shoulders of greatness. We stand on the shoulders of our ancestors. And so, you know, that idea of let me evolve, mm-hmm. let me push the culture forward. Let me, you know, lift, you know, we talk about the glass ceiling. Let me, you know, shatter that glass ceiling and, and move to a higher place, you yeah. know? So have you ever felt like um, that you kind of owed it to maybe the people that came before you or even to your children to come to evolve, to be the best person that you could be? I feel like to evolve what pushes me, of course, the people before me, um, my parents, I pay homage to my mom, my dad, um, my grandparents. Um, they always say, you got to be greater than me, be better than me, um, pushing me to be even greater. And that's why I feel like with me, I'm always doing something. Someone's like, man, 180 is always into something. And it's like, because I got to be greater than the, 
you know, my parents laid the foundation. Now I got to build the house. You know what I'm saying? So I always feel that like, hey, you might have inherited this house, but what you going to do with it? Let's make it even bigger. Let's make Let's add another bedroom. Let's add a den back there. Let's cover the patio, you know? So it's always something to add on to or something always to do. So to like my grandparents and my parents, I, you know what I'm saying? I always say, hey, I can always do something even greater. You know, this was good. And a lot of people get mad because they're like, man, you're so hard on yourself. And I'm like, no, because it, 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 it's something greater that you could become. This issue of the magazine was good, but the next issue is going to be great. The issue after that is going to be even greater. You know, I, I just I always tell people there's always room. You got to be able to take criticism. You got to be able to, you know what I'm saying, handle things so you can be greater. Yes, ma'am. You, you're right. Um, you said so many things there. You know, I love the analogy of they laid the foundation. So now I'm going to build the house and um, just thinking about, OK, this was good, but I can make it better. You know, and I just watched. Uh, well, two things. I just took a business class during the summer. OK. And one of the things that they were saying in the business class is you have to have some kind of method for your customers to tell you how you're doing. Because if you don't, you will think you're doing fine and they will think you're not. And then they will go to someone else. And through that feedback, you know, whether it's, that's why companies are constantly sending out surveys. Would you take our brief two minute survey? You know, so we can see how we're doing because they want to evolve. They want to fix whatever problems that they have so that they can have that great customer service or have that loyalty to the brand. Um, So they're constantly looking for that feedback because we sometimes don't know what's working and what's not working because we're looking at it through our mindset. But when we get that feedback, we can we can critique, as you said, ourselves and improve it. And some of us do have that critical. Oh, okay, okay, I should do this better. I should do that better. So I'm I'm constantly trying to tweak things and learn from things um, so that I can get better, so that I can grow, so that I'm giving my audience better content you know, um, just more resources, you know, to, to improve their lives. And so I like how you said, you know, this magazine was good, but the next magazine was better. I don't have a magazine, but I have guided journals. And so when I did the first one, it was like 16 pages. And when I did the second one, I was like, oh, I'm gonna add a table of contents. So that was evolution because I didn't do a table of contents on the first one, you know, And, and I'm going to have, it, it's going to be a little bit longer. So it was 20 pages, you know, so, um, and then I had some feedback on some other things kind of to vary the different kind of prompts a little more. And so I went in and made sure I had like gratitude prompts and affirmation prompts, goal setting prompts, you know, personal development prompts, even challenges like this week, challenge yourself to do this, you know, so I had different prompts in there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great to look at yourself and see where you are and see how you can move forward and and even setting baby step goals. You know, this is where I want to be in three months, six months, a year, five years, 10 years, uh, and, and really push ourselves to that. Um, And sometimes, sometimes you, you know, for the people that are listening, sometimes you got to make day to day goals. I've learned that sometimes, you know, a lot of people, preach on five years, two years, one year, one month. Let's make day-to-day. I have a goal. 
I started off, and at first I was very, very hard on myself. Okay, look, I need to sell one magazine today. I'm going to sell one magazine every day. During the, and that's my day-to-day goal. And, and then I don't got to be so hard on myself that sales aren't up. I don't have to, hey, look, I reached out to this many people. I did this. I did that. I did this. And once you start reaching those goals, then you can get to, okay, what's my one-month goal? You know, everybody wants to go into sales. They want, you know, I'm blessed to have a book. You're blessed to have a book, you know. But people don't understand that, you know, you want your sales to be sky high, but you got to put in the work and start putting in the goals and really evolve. Like like you said, I you know, I have, a, I have an affirmation book. I have a magazine. And I've learned that, okay, hey, this worked. This didn't work. Okay, hey, we got to promote it this way next time. Okay, this is what we're going to do for the next time. I even went as far as I got a whole new um, publishing company. Okay, this didn't look good. So you know what? We need to go back to the drawing board and figure it out. That doesn't mean give up. It means evolve, make it better. Yes, ma'am. Right, and I love how you put that sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board. So evolving isn't always moving forward. Sometimes it's taking a step back to look at what you're doing and and revamping, even restarting certain things, you know. Um, I had read, uh, oh no, I actually watched the Steve Jobs documentary and how he would, um, he didn't try to do everything by himself. He got a team for everything he did. And sometimes he he would say, you know what? I see everything you did. We're scrapping all of that. We're scrapping all of that. We're starting over, you know, from square one now. And then one day I remember I was watching the movie and he told his team, he said, Today, your job is to create something you love, create some, don't worry about anything else. Just create something you love. I want you to get that fire of creation back because what we're doing right now, we don't feel it. We don't feel the passion of what we're doing. He was like, I want you guys to, to find that passion inside of you again. You know, so sometimes as you're evolving, you might have to take a day off or even a week off. There, there are people who have, think time set up yes, ma'am. at the end of the month where they get away from everything because they realize that they're constantly grinding, they burn themselves out and they lose some of their creative fire. And so they go off and they hang out with their family. They hang out with their friends. They, they uh, do something they love just to recharge their battery and they can come back with fresh ideas, with fresh insight, with with just a renewed energy. So evolution doesn't always mean just constantly grinding, 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 moving forward, moving forward. Sometimes it means, let me step back. Let me do some self-care. Let me do some reflection. Let me breathe, you know, let me breathe. And then I can come back with a better, you know, a a more um, relevant, way of looking at this you know and so I I find it you know I like to try to read like I said I like to try to watch documentaries about people who were successful because whatever they did can be replicated and how they evolved you can kind of cater it to your situation we don't have to reinvent the, the wheel every year you know or every every life we can look at that path that was laid before us and take some pointers you know, so I like how you were talking about your magazine. So how did you come up with this name, you know, 180 Life, you know, Mr. 180 Life? You know, how, how did that come together? Okay, so for a long time, as, when I was younger, um, 
I've always was the spotlight, was the spotlight. I go in the room, I'm the spotlight. My grandma used to say that, hey, y'all turn off the TV. You know, my baby's here. I, you know, don't worry about nothing. Um, So basically, I just, I had started getting into trouble and getting into, into trouble and getting into trouble. And I had to tell myself one day, like, it was one time, this last time, what am I going to do when this is all over? What, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to work? What am I going to do? And I just started thinking. And um, one day I was like, you know, my parents are business owners. I have to do something for myself. The 180 came in where I, it's like a circle. When you do a circle, it's 360. And I hear a lot of people say, oh, man, I did a 360. But if you really do a 360, you're going to be back in the same position. But if you do a 180, you're going to turn away from what you were doing and you're going to start to do new things, start to do everything new. So I told myself, hey, I can't grow old in my situation. I have to do a 180. Now, when you do a 180 life, this is how I live. This is how I wake up. This is how I go to sleep. This is how I breathe. This is how I make a living. It just was, that's what came to me. And it was like, okay, 180 life. Mr. 180, because people had seen me first started. Hey, you look so much different. Yeah, I'm 150 pounds bigger. No, but it's just something about you. Oh, yeah, I did a change in my life. You know, I, I got married. I calmed down. I was writing more. I was paying attention to myself. And 180 life, you have to learn how to love yourself. You have to learn how to let go of some of the past. You have to learn how to, you know, keep going forward. It's just a whole brand about change. Um, the affirmation book, the magazine, it's just showing people, showcasing people that have been through some things. And, and people are like, oh, well, we all been through some things. My job is to make sure that somebody out there can read a story, um, can look at the magazine, can look at the affirmations, look at me, for example, say, hey, man, if he can do it, I know I can. Hey, somebody in this book, if they can do it, I know I can, you know, and, and, and that's where it came from. And I'm Mr. 180 and I, and I'm not turning back. I'm, I'm, I'm yet going, I'm evolving. Like you said, I'm evolving and I've been blessed ever since I took it really serious. I'm going on three years and I've been living this life going on three years and I've been blessed. I'm, I'm, well, we have something in common then um, because I am going to celebrate the, third year of my Laughs and Lyrics show on September 7th, which is just a few days away. Um, okay. Okay. So that's awesome. So, you know, when you're talking about, okay, people looked at me and they saw the change. I can, I can definitely resonate with that too, because, you know, I've always been a positive person, but there have been times in my life when that, that joy was kind of sucked out of me and that, that life was kind of sucked out of me. And, and I realized that I allowed some of that to happen and I had to take back my power and my control. Um, my case, it was really a bad relationship that I had gotten myself into and I had to, Oh, this is not, no, this is not healthy. This is very unhealthy. Let me get out of here. And so, but coming out of that, there's a lot of rebuilding that has to happen. Right. Because sometimes you lose yourself. Sometimes you, you just lose your identity. You know, I did that. And then, um, so evolving for me, you know, I've done it 
a couple of times. I did it, you know, uh, like in 1999, and then I did it again about six years ago as I've been divorced twice. Anybody's gone through a divorce, woo, you know, that's yeah. a life-changing experience. It, it as uh, I think it was Joel Osteen says, things can make you bitter or make you better. And right. in my choice, in my case, I chose to have things make me better rather than bitter. Yes, um, and so six years ago, I was like, okay, my kids just graduated high school. I'm going to be an empty nester. I need to evolve. I need to go back and find those dreams that I have not accomplished yet. And I need to start working on every one of them one by one. And I had no idea how that was going to happen. You know, I just was like, that was just my goal. And so little by little, just trying to first, what are they? What do I want to do? What did, what did I always want to do? Who am I? You know, that was like the first part of the journey. And then um, I started writing. I'd always been a writer. I started writing. Then I started performing. And then three years ago, talk about evolving. I went from writing and performing to now I have my own show where I have comics, musicians, poets come on and perform. And that was a door, you know, when you get serious, yes, the universe will open up doors for you. Yes, you may not even be ready. So I will say to the people in the audience, if you really say you want something, be ready to have to step out of your comfort zone, even before you think you're ready. Because I was stressed out as a high school teacher, started performing because it just gave me so much energy, so much life. I love the audience. I was happy, happy doing that. And it was giving me life. And then after one of those open mic performances, a business owner came up and said, I, I, I like this open mic and I don't like it. I don't know who's ever going to show up. I don't know if it's going to be five performers or 10 performers or no performers. Right. I need a show. Can you create me a show? I like your poetry. I like your style. You're just, you know, you're very vibrant. I, I, could you create me a show? I was like, give me a month. Did I know anything about creating a show? Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Absolutely nothing. But I knew my mom was a business owner and I knew how to network. Right. You know, yes, ma'am. That's how I am. All yes, those names of all these people I had performed with for like almost a year. I had I had a whole Rolodex of names. I know that's an old right. word. I don't know what a Rolodex is, but <laughs> I had a Rolodex full of names. I just started calling people. Hey, I need a DJ. I need somebody to create a flyer. You know, hey, you want to perform with me? I got a new show I'm going to open up. You know, it's going to be called Laughs and Lyrics because I wanted to have music and comedy and poetry, it's you know? Weird. And everybody I, I spoke to except one person said yes, and we did the first show. And that was evolution because I was scared as could be. I didn't know what to expect. Yes, ma'am. It, it hit the ground running. People were calling people from the show. You need to get over here. The vibe is crazy. Yeah. Have blast, you know, come, come, come. So I had hype from the very first show, and I was just thanking God, thanking the universe, and then keep evolving different shows. We started incorporating, like we did a, a school supply drive. We did a blanket drive. We did a coat drive with the show. We did book launches with the show. We did a social justice thing where people could sign up to get their cases evaluated by a local, a local uh, legal clinic. You know, yeah. so we did all kinds of stuff, uh, promoting health drives and, you know, mental health uh, resources. And so it became a whole thing, like, 
it wasn't just entertainment, but it was vendors and it was, you know, community resources yes, and all kinds of things. And then, and that opened up doors for me. I had a lady reach out to me who was over the poetry convention in Houston, the big poetry convention. She said, uh, I need someone to head up this thing called 100,000 Poets for Change. It's a global organization. Mm-hmm. I need a Houston representative. You have mm-hmm. these shows. You have people come in from all over. Could you do it? And I'm thinking to myself, how do you even know me? I've never even right. met you. Yes, it's like your reputation precedes you. I was like, well, thank you. You know, evolving. So mm-hmm. then I stepped into that role. Then this year I had someone reach out to me and say, hey, you know, we need somebody as a a, a board member on our nonprofit. Wow. Uh, you know, you, uh, I know you do a lot of activism. Would you be interested? I know you have a history with domestic violence and, and recovery from that. Would you be interested? And I was like, yes, I would be. So now I'm a board member of Back to Eden, uh, which is a nonprofit. So evolving. Yes, ma'am. And, and then going back to where I started the show, quarantine. Wow. Now here I'm doing these live shows. It's March of last year. My last show was called uh, The Ides of March. If you know anything about Julius Caesar, he got stabbed on The Ides of March, the 15th okay. of March. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had this show called The Ides of March, and then the very next day, everything was shut down. No restaurants, no clubs, no mm-hmm. bars, nothing is open. And I'm looking in my head at, I'm thinking I'm going to have eight shows over the next two months, and I'm going to have zero shows now. Wow. And I'm worried about this is my second income. You know, right. this is, I've, I've built for two years almost my following. Am I going to lose every one of my followers? I don't know when another show is going to happen. Yes, and then yes. people are like, you should start a podcast. <laughs> what? You should start a right. podcast. You, should, you have a nice voice. You should start a podcast. I, oh, okay. Uh, let me look into that. Let me think about that. Took podcasting class, you know, and then Zenergy. I started in October last yes, year. And now this is like, we're in like episode, this is going to be like maybe 59 or something like that. Yes, ma'am. And top 10 globally. I have oh, subscribers in 53 cities and 31 countries. Wow. Yeah. Evolution. It's just evolving. <laughs> and it's crazy how a storm like I tell a lot of people and, and this is just me you know everybody man how did you do during COVID how did you do it I was like man I was blessed to be able to still make it because this is how I make a living like a lot of I don't have a nine to five this is what I do I MC I, I sell clothes I sell books I'm, I'm at this event and when everything shut down it's like okay what am I going to do People can't come out to events, you know what I'm saying? You can't go and do book signing. Like, is this, you know, now it's like, okay. But it was crazy because people were like, oh, well, we want to do this. We want to help with this. You know, the 180 show, this and the third. And it was, I'm not going to lie, I had to go back to the drawing board and revamp. Because now people don't pay to come to the club. They don't pay to watch you on Facebook, you know. And now you got to figure out, okay, how can I still get people to 
come out and support in a different way. And so as a creative, you know, I just learned different ways, you know, now I can sell a t-shirt. Now I'm selling this. Like, it's like, okay, hey, and you know, I, I have my affirmation book. That was my latest thing. And it was just like, okay, you got to start putting all these writings that you did for the last eight, nine months, you got to start publishing. So now the publishing company just been, I've been, I've been blessed. So yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I understand. Yeah. And a lot of people, the idea that a lot of people have is, okay, I'm good at this. I'm going to do this and I'm going to perfect that. And life can let you do that sometimes. And then life can say, oh no, no, you're going to have to get good at something else because right now you can't do that the way you did it. You know, so I was thinking, as you said, I was good at getting up in front of an audience. I was good at getting performers to come out. I was good at getting people to come out to the live show. I knew nothing about e-commerce, but I had to take my t-shirts and put them online. I had to learn how to digitize some of my designs so I could do print on demand. Now you could put that design on a mug or on a phone case or on a tote, you know, or, you know, so, I mean, I ended up with 14 designs and now I've got all this stuff that people can print with them. I'm on e-commerce. Okay. I'm making money over there. Didn't know anything about that. Had to learn. And then took the podcasting class. Didn't know anything about that. Had to learn. Cause either you're going to learn. We kind of talked about evolve or die. Either you're going to learn and you're going to evolve or you're going to lose your business, you know, because as you just said, we could not do live shows. That was not an option. Yes, ma'am. So, I had never been one to be in front of the camera. If I was doing my show, I put the camera on everybody else but me. I was behind the camera. So doing a doing a podcast, I was like, I don't want to be in front of the camera. I don't want (laughs) to be. I'm 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 a behind the scenes person. You know, I don't have any problem getting in front of an audience, but the whole camera thing was just kind of like, you know, everybody has their nervousness, and I'm like. You know, I don't even know if I look good on camera. What do I look like? Right, all right. these little fears, you know, so self-consciousness and, and all that. So, I mean, evolution is about just really stepping out of your comfort zone and believing in yourself. That's, and that's a good just, point. Yeah. That is a good point. Yes, ma'am. And just, and, and having that why, you know, like I had to kind of go back and, okay, why am I doing this? And is it, is that why still valid? You know, and why I was doing everything that I was doing. I told you I had a lot of stress as, as a teacher. So performing was a stress relief, yes, you know, getting people to come on and tell their stories through music and comedy and poetry was stress relief for me. I knew if I needed it, if I needed the stress relief, I'm sure everybody in the audience needed it. Yes, so get up there and say, hey, leave the outside outside. That's rule number one. You know, we came in here to, you know, we, you came stressed, let's leave refreshed. You know, that was like some of my, yeah, my mantras. So my other mantra was get zen, stay zen, spread zen. And I have that actually on a shirt with this woman kind of doing the little yoga pose. Yes, so you get your mind right. You know, then you get your heart right. So you get Zen, you stay Zen because you're kind of getting in those rituals and then you spread Zen, you spread it out to the world. And that was like my whole why. And that didn't stop when quarantine happened. In fact, it became more important because people now had a whole new level of stress, you know. And so 
when I went back to my why, I was like, okay, um, I have this why. It's important to me. I know it's important to people. I'm going to have to evolve if I still want to fulfill this purpose. I'm going to have to step out of my comfort zone. I'm going to have to get over my fear of the camera, get over my, my fear of technology. I had a student called me years ago, a technotard. <laughs> yeah. Because I still had a flip phone like seven, oh, wow. years. seven years ago. I still had a flip phone. I had never used a smartphone. So when I say I was not a technical person, I'm not exaggerating. I literally got a smartphone about six and a half years ago oh, and wow. got Blackberry and couldn't use it. My sister had to go into her, her closet and get the oldest Android that she had and said, here, this is simple. You can probably figure this out. Right, right. So, you know, evolution... Going from a, a flip phone to an old Samsung, that's evolution. Yes, ma'am. You know? Yes, ma Stepping it up a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. So I've kind of talked about some of my, I guess, struggles with evolving. What, what were some of the struggles that you had to overcome? Like when you had to kind of step out of your comfort zone, anything that you might not have shared with us yet? Some of the struggles, and this is, I found was a struggle of a lot of people where people wouldn't see me as where I was at. Mm. They, oh, some people were taking it as a joke. Oh, okay, you doing that. You doing that little show. I've got called out a long time. You doing that little show. Then they start seeing celebrities and then, oh, wow, you really out there doing it. Then you get a couple red carpet. Oh my God, you really out there doing it. But people wouldn't accept the change from me. It was, oh, well, we're going to see what he's doing. And I was talking to a good friend um, two weeks ago, and I'm actually in her play. Shout out to T.T. Ledet. Um, She said you have, she told me, she said you have haters and you got waiters. So you got people that are going to hate on you, and you got people that's going to wait. Wait to see if you're going to fail. Wait to see what you're going to do. Wait to see how you're going to. So you got to just make them wait. Matter of fact, we just going to make them wait. And so that was one of the biggest struggles was, are people going to accept me? Are people, because a lot of people knew me, but they knew me as I was smart, but I made dumb decisions. Or he's cool, but he's not, you know what I'm saying? People wouldn't take it serious because I was always the classic clown. I was always goofy. I always wanted people to laugh and have a good time. So when it came to business ethic, I would never forget one of my closest friends went on a business trip with me and she was like, oh, they respect you. Like they, you, you like, no, I don't play when it comes to business. I have five people that signed under me. You know, I got two authors under me. I got people that are looking to me to make it come together for them. And when you got when you start dealing with other people's lives, you step it up. You got it. You got to step it up unless you just unless this is how you conduct business. But with me, I had to step it up and, you know, it's a time and a place to joke and laugh and have a good time. But then it comes to the point where I was just nervous. Like, Hey, are people going to really take me serious? Are people going to really come out and support? And then, you know, after I tell people all the time, because, you know, I've always sang and different stuff to this day, no matter what podcast, what stage I'm on for, plays, what commercials I'm in, movies, whatever, I get nervous every time. Like, it's the first time. And so 
I don't know if that's going to ever go away, but just to know that it's accepted, it makes you feel better. You know, like, hey, okay, they're taking it serious. This is this they they know who Mr. 180 is. And that's when I was like, okay, yeah, this is worth everything that I went through. Awesome. And, and I like that you were saying this is worth everything that I went through because you do have haters and waiters. I've never heard that, but that is such, that really does just capture. Yes, ma'am. You know, because, you know, I've always heard it. In fact, it's in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think it was Jesus said that a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, because wow. like, oh, that's 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 that little son of Joseph and Mary. Who is he? You know, who is he to be preaching? Who is he to right. be saying that he can do a miracle? We saw him running around snot nose. You know, right. who is he? Um, and so I think it's 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 not something new that people have had their doubts, and and because they know you, they think they know you. You know, they know what you're capable of. They know um, your extents, your limits. Um, And it's amazing to me how people are like, wow, I never knew you could do that. Yes, they will. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, I didn't know you had these talents. I didn't know you had these abilities. And and you as a person, you know, I didn't know I had the ability to podcast. You know, that was something I had to learn. We, when we evolve, what we realize is there's a lot more in us than we even know. You know, um, I remember I interviewed another author and I asked her, I said, did you see yourself as an author before you published the book? And she was like, no. She was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little bit like an imposter, you know, walking around. And then, and then my book hits the bestseller list and I'm like, oh, I'm a real author. I'm like real author, like real, real author, you know? Right. So I think that sometimes our self esteem and our self image also has to evolve because I had the same thing happen with me as a podcaster, like, okay, I'm doing this podcast and I'm putting my, my heart and soul into it. I'm doing my best. But then, you know, somebody was on Facebook. I I joined this podcast group and there was a question asked, well, how do you know if a podcast is worth your time? How do you know if it really has followers? How do you know, you know, because the guest could tell you, I'm sorry, the, the sponsor or the host could tell you, but how do you know if they're lying to you? Right. And, Somebody said, go to listennotes.com. It ranks podcasts. It's like the Nielsen ratings for podcasts. I was like, Nielsen ratings for podcasts. Okay, that's that's interesting. So I went to listennotes.com. I typed in Zenergy and it showed top 10% globally. I was like, oh, 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 oh my gosh. Oh, wow. No idea. You know? And then it had all of these different little things, you know, like it was like 18 different categories that I fit in and different things. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like a real, real podcaster. Like, (laughs) not just in the nation, but globally, I was like, ooh. And so I think that you have to in a sense, step into your greatness and and not to be conceited or anything, but just to understand this is who I am. This is what I do. And, and I, I own it, you know, I think I went through that 
And it sounds bad because I love Texas to death. Everybody knows I'm a Texas boy. I was born in California, raised in Texas. Um, you know, I'm a Texas boy, but it hit me when I went to Georgia to work. And I did a lot of work in Georgia, a lot of work in a, in a couple movies and stuff. And um, me and my wife, we were out eating. And I was, again, I was minding my own business, just a regular schmegler. And somebody walked up to me and was like, hey, you're that Mr. 180 guy. And I'm like, uh, that's me, yeah. Can I get a picture? Oh my God, you're on the rise. And ever since then, I'm like, oh wow. And then she, we were still eating. She told the other girl, and I guess they start Googling and all this, that, and the third. And it just turned into, can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? Till my wife was like, hey, can we finish eating, please? And then he took <laughs> as many pictures as you like with him. And, you know, it just was like, wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I got to keep going. I got to keep doing it. You know, people are, people see you. And it comes back to the people waiting. And, and like you said, you, you go outside of where you're from and they receive you like, you know, and like I tell a lot of people, I, I don't want fame. I don't want, I don't want all that. I just want the world to know that it's okay to be different. And, you know, with me being a published author is it was crazy because it was like, okay, I never thought that I would make it to that point because I have ADHD. So it was like kind of crazy for me to actually finish writing the book, finish getting things together and going through the whole process. Like we didn't stop till it got done and published. And it was like, okay, this is actually it. The magazine, oh wow, this is actually it. So yes, ma'am, yes, I, I understand. When you get that wake up call, yes ma'am. Yeah, and, and I've had that experience too, you know, like you're out somewhere and somebody comes up and says, oh, you're so-and-so and, and this is the thing. With me, they'll say, I was at your fire and ice show. I never thought I would be the person that literally people would remember this was the name of the show. And right. this is what happened at that show. And I'm thinking, in my head, I'm thinking, I don't remember the fire and ice show at all. I remember the flyer, but <laughs> I don't remember the show, you know, or this person's, yeah, I went to her, uh, you know, damsels and uh, I don't remember what it was. It was damsels and divas or something like that. But all of my shows have names, you know? So yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. These people are sitting here talking about two different shows by yeah. title. Right. You know? Yes, ma'am. Like, yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Yes, that's, that's, wow, that's pretty cool. Yes, ma'am. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Or then people will come up, when's your next show? When's your next show? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> because, you know, now that I have the podcast, I don't do as many shows. I do like two or three a year. Yes, because the podcast takes up a lot of time and I still have my nine to five, you know, so, and, and the podcast, you know, a show for me, the show is somewhat limited because you have the people coming physically to a physical destination, even though sometimes people are live streaming it. And there are times when you'll, you'll see, uh, you know, people from Nigeria and the stuff commenting on a a show clip, or you'll see, Oh my God, this show clip had like 5,000, viewers and you know whoa you know whatever but it's it's crazy but you know with the podcast like i said it's global from from jump 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes, ma'am. So, but it, it is amazing when you get some recognition, you know, yes, but, but again, you know, I do it for the, the life change because I think about where I was yes, ma'am. years ago. I think about the people that sewed into my life. You know, I had um, an eighth grade teacher that, well, I had a fifth grade teacher first. Let me go, no, I had a third grade teacher. I had a third grade teacher that sewed into my life. I'm gonna go all the way back there. Then I had a fifth grade teacher that taught me how to journal and the power of reading even more than my dad did because I didn't know anything about journaling. And now I I create two guided journals. So that woman sowed a seed in me in fifth grade that is still paying off to this day. Wow. You know what I mean? And and you just never know how you can impact somebody and, and change their life, you right. know? And and then, like I said, I had an eighth grade teacher that was like, your writing is really amazing. And, and I want you to present this to the class. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, really? Okay. You know, so just different people giving me a platform, showing me myself, showing me the gifts that I had, the abilities I had, and helping me evolve, helping me see that's my that network. That's that, that that's that networking. And I had to tell my mom that. I said, you know, my mom taught me about networking and PR. And, you know, I watched my parents do business after business. And, you know, she has one now. And I told her, I'm taking my network to the next level where my parents taught me how to network. Now, you know, like you said, the Rolodex. You know, I know what a Rolodex is, you know. So now I'll tell people, okay, let me get your business card. That's cool. But, hey, let me get your email address. Let me get – I just got an email literally on Friday when I was leaving the office. And I said um, – they said, hey, we want to order 30 of your books because we want to do a read-along in our book club. Um, and it was like out of – you know, because I – I kind of beat myself up because sometimes it's like, you know, like I said, I do this for a living. So when the sales aren't where I need it to be, it's like, okay, ooh, sometimes you get stressed out and it's like, okay, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? But it's just, it's crazy because people will, people have been um, contacting me about the magazine and I'm like, how did you even know? Oh, well, my wife's cousin goes to this beauty shop. And it, that's what this guy really wrote me. And I was like, I'm sitting here on my Facebook messenger. He was like, yeah, my wife's cousin goes to this beauty shop. And they were looking at your magazine. And they looked at all your pictures and your layout. And the, told me all about it. And I was like, okay, so how did you get my information? Like, they said your name was Archie J. Jenkins. So I looked on Facebook, Instagram, this, that, and the third. And I just learned that network. And, like, you got to put yourself out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I, I put the story out there. And I, I, I'm, I'm letting it, like you say, evolve and network. Even meeting you was like going, you know, I was like, oh, okay, this looks good. You know what I'm saying? We had spoke on a few. Oh, man, I want you on. Okay, boom, boom, boom. I was still working. Hey, how's this? And it was like, man, just to meet so many different people, you know, and I'm like, even with the pandemic, just imagine if there was no pandemic and a lot of these people wouldn't have had would not have had podcasts in these different states i would still be on a texas level i've been on a podcast in new york i've been on a podcast in california been on a podcast in you know what i'm saying you're in houston i'm in san antonio you know what i'm saying so it's like hey you're starting to meet people now i get to meet everybody on your network you get to meet everybody on my network and it's just like i tell a lot of people i'm blessed to have people that hey 
oh man, he's on this one, this one. And I know they be trying to keep on man, he's on something different every week. And I'm like, man, I just want the story to be out there and just to talk about evolving was like, I was like, okay, let me take this opportunity and run with it. Yes, ma'am, because that's all 180 life is about. Yes, ma'am. Well, I yeah, I agree. And, and it is amazing because I didn't know, like I said, I was in my lane pre-quarantine, doing my live shows, having a couple of little shirts that I was selling. And that's where I was a year ago. Okay. So March of last year, that's what I had. All right. Then come to October of last year. Now I have a podcast. Right. All right. And now I'm beginning to meet people all over the world. I had a person on my podcast from Japan. I had one from Jamaica. Um, yeah, so all, I mean, just all over the world. I have subscribers all over the world. In Saudi Arabia, I have subscribers. In Saudi Arabia, right. you know, I, mean, just, I have 31 countries, and, and I mean, it's like, wow. So then the podcast itself ends up being an evolution point because people began to email me, you talk about the power of email, and say, man, you seem so positive. How do, what do you do? How do you get up in the morning? You say you do affirmations. Where do you get your affirmations? Oh, I go to YouTube. Well, I like your voice. Do you have any of your affirmations? Do you say them to yourself? Would you, I mean, do you have a recording of it? Oh, no, but give me a minute. Right. <laughs> and I put out two affirmation, you know, visuals and, and uh, YouTube recordings, you know, they're on the podcast. And those are like my number six episodes where people are listening to me. Right. Which I never thought I would, that was not even on my agenda. Yes, and then people were like, you say you journal, what do you write about? What are your questions? You know, what do you, I said, oh, okay. And then that's how I created my guided journals, you know, and I wasn't, I, okay. I told everybody at the beginning of this podcast, I was like, I have these goals. Mm-hmm. I started off having these goals when I was young. One of my goals was to write three books oh, by wow. the time I died. Okay. okay. That was one of my goals. So, you know how you have a goal and it's sitting on a shelf somewhere yes, ma'am. and you just haven't even touched it, right? So last year when the quarantine happened, I actually sat down and I put a poetry book together and I actually sent it out to a couple of, uh, what do you call those things, contests where they're, they're, they're going to do a chat book for free. Okay. I didn't get picked, but the, still I wrote it, okay? I wrote it, well, I gathered all my poetry into a, a, a compilation. So that was a first. I did that, you know, with that time that I had with quarantine. And then, like I said, when I put the podcast out there, people were saying, well, what are your journals? What do you, what do you write about? What do you think about? How do you meditate? How do you do? I was like, okay, let me create a guide for that. And then now I have two guided journals, which I'm going to show before the end of this broadcast. Um, And I learned that self-published authors on average, sell 200 books in their lifetime okay i released my first guided journal january 2nd i released my second one july 4th i'm already past the 200 mark right it's not even a year right so i've i've literally um surpassed the what normally people do so i'm very grateful and thankful and it's evolution because now, you know, the whole concept of Zenergy, mm-hmm. when I was sitting after March 15th, the odds of March, knowing there's no live shows. Right. And I'm like, ah, 
what am I going to do? And I felt lost. Wow. This had been my stress relief. This had been my, my, my home. I had met so many people. I loved it. What am I going to do? And then I was like, well, what did you do when you got stressed as a kid? Well, my mom had given me a Bible promise book and I had moved away from the church and all that stuff. But that whole idea of when you get stressed, read this, when you feel depressed, read this. Yes, sir. I like that idea. So I actually went and I went into my planner and I started going A through Z. What do I still have that I can go back and kind of resort to pull on, like lean on? Well, I still have balance. I still have boundaries. I still have commitment to many things. I still have decision-making. I still have, I was like, and I started journaling about those things and I began to feel a sense of control. And then I kept doing that. And then I was like, you know what? This is helpful to me. Maybe it would be helpful to somebody else to, or maybe I could talk to people about how they're coping and how they're pulling on these resources. Like we're talking about today, evolution. Yes, we're still coming out of quarantine. We're still coming out of COVID and we're still evolving. We're talking about this topic. So now I'm into the ease of my ABC all the way you know, to Z. Um, and that's what the guided journals are. Each page is a wow. different topic wow. and questions about that and, and look for a, a, a role model in that area. What's a song about that? What's a movie? What's a book that you can read about this? Where's your vision board or your goals in this area? Yes, you know? yes, and so that's kind of how I, I, I put it together kind of out of necessity. That, that, that's crazy. You did chores like that because that's the same way that I did with um, with my affirmation book, you know. Um, I have the 30-day affirmations. And I say my affirmations every morning, things that I have to tell myself. And these were things that I had started telling myself a little while back, you know. And I was like, you know what? If I'm doing this to go, then I know somebody else might need this as well, you know. So it was, that. that's the same way I put mine together. And it was... It, it has the affirmation, then, hey, today I'm going to be more grateful. You know, I even, one of the affirmations is today I'm going to log off social media. Because I, mm-hmm. I deal with that, where, hey, I have to get off social media. Because social media will have you going. Even though with me, I don't log off that much because that's how I make money. Um, but I, um, I do log off. I, I have a time, we have a time in our household, it's family time. And my mom knows how to reach me. It, you know, it, the people that are important, my dad knows how to reach me. People that are important know how to reach me. But it's family time. We have to put the phones down, you know. And it's like, okay, you got to have your affirmations. And, and just showing people, hey, this is how I do it. You can cope with it too. Today I'm going to smile more. Today I'm going to, what brings me joy? I told people what I had to learn in my 180, I had to learn me. And I try to tell people as much as they can to become a successful you, you have to know you. You have to know your likes. You have to know your dislikes. You have to evolve into a better you. You have to be able to say, hey, I don't like that. You know, with me, I don't don't like this. I don't like that. And once I learned me, nobody can destroy my inner peace. I didn't like how you said that. I didn't like how this person did this. I didn't like how this person came at me. You know what? We're not going to let it destroy our inner peace, you know? And so that's when you start to learn who you are. You do your affirmations, your daily, just so you can evolve, evolve into a better you. 
that's the whole 180 life. It seems like the whole energy just to come together and say, hey, listen, man, I don't want to be this. And, and I talked to young people. I just did a conference with a few young people the other day. And I told them, um, I teach my kids and my God kids. I pray that what I'm doing shows you that no matter what, you'll never have to have a nine to five. I want to be able to bring job opportunity to a thousand people. That is my five to 10 year goal is to bring job opportunity to a thousand people. But I want to be able to teach my kids that you'll never have to have a nine to five. You can make it where you can offer other people health care and still have good health care and still have this and still have that. Now, back in my day, and, and I make it seem like I'm just so old, but back in my day, they didn't have all the resources they have now, you know, my goddaughter called me and said, I got, oh, I got 10,000 views on TikTok. Oh, and, yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? TikTok wants to pay me this and I need you to sign this pop pop. And I was like, now what's going on here? What is this TikTok? And I had to learn what it was. And I'm telling you guys, I know a friend that is making money off YouTube watering flowers. And this is what they do. Teach people how to find peace by watering their flowers. And it's like, there's so many opportunities where you can do what you want to do. You can be an entrepreneur. You can evolve into something great. You just can't give up. Even if you go back to the drawing board, even if you go back to the beginning, you can't give up. Okay. Like you said, I learned what I, what I put myself in that, that you said that stuck out to me was I got to find out where am I the answer? Because if, you, if you're the answer, for example, I want to make spaghetti. And I know that you grow tomatoes. Mm. That's what she's the answer because I want tomato sauce. Right, and right. If me and you are the only ones on the planet. I know mm. that you're the answer. And you're going to, you can charge me a million dollars for your tomatoes. Because guess what? You're an answer. Because somebody wants spaghetti sauce. So you have to realize where am I the answer? Where am I the answer? Somebody needs help. Somebody needs, now we have the self-help books. Guess what? Now you can get yourself when you, I tell people all the time, it's how you start your day. If you start your day with craziness, rah, 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 rah. My wife, me and my wife have been married two years. She knows, do not wake me up yelling. Mm. Wake her up. She says, I got to wake up with chill. Hold on, everybody. Let me go wake up. Hey, it's time to get up. We don't start our day off with, we don't listen to rap music that much anyway, but it's not going to be rap music. It's not going to be loud music. Let's start it off peaceful. Because what you start your day with is how your day is going to go. What you end your night with is how you, you know, your dreams get to affect you. If I start, if I end with peace, I just, that, that's my take on, on evolving. And you have to take those things that, like you said, is you can't give up. You have to keep asking yourself, okay, is this still the answer? I, I meet a lot of older people where you have to change with time. Right now, this is what it is. It, my laptop has a, has a camera on it. And, you know, my uncle, he doesn't have a laptop. So he hasn't seen a lot of us in a long time because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't FaceTime and he doesn't this. He doesn't. So you have to be able to say, okay, is this still the way? Like you said, okay, podcast, video has evolved because this is what everyone is doing. This is how I can still get the word out to people. So you have to still stay in touch with what is going on, you know, and 
continue to evolve into something great. Continue to, you know, I, I just, I, I've learned, you know, I started my magazine. I'm blessed we're, 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 we're jumping with issue number two, you know, and even from the beginning, people have already booked me to be on the cover all the way till January. And mm. so it's like, okay, Archie, like I keep, there were some people in my ear, man, people don't read magazines no more. People ain't doing this no more. And I'm like, mm. and everybody keep asking, well, when's the last time you bought a magazine? You know, I see them, but I see them in the store all the time. You can't yeah. say you don't pick them up. And I had to realize, an older guy told me the other day, because they were, oh man, do it digital. People are going to give you advice. Do it this way. Do it that way. It's going to be a lot of people in your ear. Do it this. Do this. Do this. And you got to say, hey, what's good for me? How is this going to make me different? I was talking to my artist at a sound with 180. Like, nobody's looking for the next Cardi B. I'm not looking for the next Chris Brown, Bruno Mars. They're already there. Oh, well, this one's the next Prince. No, he, he's Bruno Mars. This is the next Michael Jackson. No, he's Chris Brown. He's the next Chris Brown. You gotta make what you're doing distinctive from everybody else. And that's where I feel like I have done. Listen, I've been as authentic as I can to let you know, hey, listen, it's not how you start. It is how you finish. But you have to be able to put in the work. You gotta be ready to put in the work. You gotta be ready to, when they say no, okay, hey, we're gonna go at it again. Like you, I, I did a competition as well for my photography and it took off and it took off. And I entered three different ways under three different email addresses. They all were mine, three different email addresses. And I entered three different ways and I got first, second and third. And it was just, <laughs> I pulled out of some of them. And I was like, okay, well, those are mine too, you know, but you come to the point of you saying, hey, listen, I'm not going to take no for an answer. A lot of people work with me and they, my my team tells a lot of people he doesn't like excuses he doesn't like tardiness because of the fact of if i can obstacle against me you know you can too you you just gotta find your lane run in it and what i liked what you said that really stuck with me and things that i do is you got to perfect your craft you you said oh i didn't know about a podcast but i did my research and i did this you so I, like you, I didn't know a lot about acting. I just knew they were like, hey, man, you could be a, com- com- a comedian. You could be an actor. And then I had to learn. I got to take acting classes. The, like, these people didn't just wake up and get an opportunity. No, those, man, I done traveled to Atlanta, to Florida, to be on a screen. And like I tell a lot of people, I just now, after all of those screens, I just now start getting speaking parts. I don't care if it's a laugh they want me to do. Ha ha ha! Listen, <laughs> you gotta you gotta get this laugh. This will be the best laugh you get. <laughs> but I had to learn. My 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 team told me. My agent, she said, "Listen, people don't just wake up like that. You, yes, you're good, but perfect what you do. Even the best of the best perfected their craft. And you know, I look up to people, Cardi B, Tyler Perry, Oprah, different people, and I learned that they." perfected their craft they they took time to if it's not youtube practice 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 they just wake up doing you know so the evolve comes with the comes with the with the plan and it comes it comes with the 
what is the word? What is the word? I'm, I'm, the word just slipped my mind, but it comes with the process. We I like that. have to go with process. You know, if, if we evolve again, when I hear evolve, my, my movie is Transformers when I was younger. When even a house, let's even say a house, we got the slab, my parents laid the cement. It's hypothetically, they laid the cement and they gave it to me, but this is all you got. Yes, I can hurry up and put a house on top of it, but if I don't put the nails in and drill in the cement and let that cement dry and wait for the process, the house is gonna cave over. It's like the three little pigs. You, you, you wanna make sure that you trust the process so you can evolve. If the transformers, if they didn't put those screws tight enough, yes, when they did evolve into the screws gonna fall off, the door might go this way, head might go that way and then you don't know what's going on you know what I'm saying? you won't be able to function so yes ma'am you got well i wanted to we have a couple of people you know watching mike harper still with us i wanted to say thanks for sticking with us and um i think it's michelle taylor or T michelle toya and michael anderson bell so that's m m3 um i know him mike Beasy. So we have some people that are commenting, you know, that they uh, they love the networking idea. Congratulations. Some of these ideas are good. Um, so I wanted to show a couple of things that I have in my, um, hey, Michelle. <laughs> um, so I, I sell some different things that are inspirational. Magnetic bookmarks. This is a pack of six for six. Um, this is a pack of 10 for 10. And they actually have different sayings on them. I also sell keychains. All my keychains have different sayings. Like this one says, imagine, believe, achieve. You know, I have don't quit your daydream. Oh, I have, you know, motivational bands. Like this one says courage. So I have different ones. Uh, affirmation cards. Some people like to put them in gifts and things like that. And I have mentioned, uh, let me show you the affirmation cards. So you get a pack of 10 for like $5. They look like business cards, but they have inspirational sayings. So I'm going to show my, um, this is actually my guided journal package. So you oh, get the wow. workbook, you get stickers, you get a journal, you get tabs in there, you get a motivational band. That's volume one. Volume two, you know, has different concepts. And again, you get a keychain in that one. And this is for the people that are watching. This is kind of what it looks like when you finish it. And you actually tab your journal for each topic. And then you write, you know, about the journal prompts. Yes, and then like, it has a place like I put Langston Hughes for abundance, you know, because he was the first black writer that made a living from his writing. And then I put like how I could learn from him, how he could be my role model. And then I have Oprah Winfrey and I kind of put some notes about her, what I could learn from her. And then you have your vision board spot where you can kind of put your goals. So it has a place to put like a song, a movie, a book, an affirmation, a goal. You could put a sticker when you accomplish that goal. And then each page is a different topic. And this is actually what the magnetic bookmarks look like. So they actually slide on the page. So like if you turn a page, it doesn't come off. Okay. Okay. You know, so as you go through the book, you have different concepts that you can explore. And so that's um, my guided journals. Uh, and I'm actually getting ready to do a Zenergize Your Life workshop at the moment on September 18th. Okay. So tickets are already on Eventbrite for people that are watching and you can actually get your package. We're going to do some interactive work with journaling and affirmations and goal setting, um, kind of 
really getting people to think about what their goals are and kind of really expand their perception of themselves and, and really dig into some motivation to synergize our lives, to make our lives, as you said, 180, to kind of go and change and get to a different point in life, you know? So how can people find your book, your affirmation book, your magazine, um, your show? We got the magazine. We got the magazine. The next issue comes out September 24th. I had to make sure I had the right date. Next one comes out September 24th. I am having an entrepreneurship mixer. It is going to be at Bon Air in Austin, Texas. Um, the next issue for 180 Life Enterprise comes out then. Um, you can go to 180life.com. You can see where um, you can get the book. You can get this issue of the magazine. Have the books in the living room. Sorry, I don't have them on me. Um, you can see my show on YouTube. You can type in 180 show. You can go on Google, type in the 180 show, and they should pop up all the latest um, episodes. We have one more episode, and then we'll be taking a four-week break while we film the next season of the 180 show. Um, also, 180life.com, as you see on my shirt, 180life.com keeps up with all the latest things that we have going on. October 30th, we're having the 180 Life Italian show, Halloween bash. So we it, it's going to be dope. I, I It's so many artists going to be in the building. Um, I am friends with a few artists. Michelle Toya, shout out to her. Um, she has a podcast as well. She will be in the building judging, helping me judge, be the voice, hashtag you are the voice. Um, yeah, so um, you can follow me on Facebook, Archie J. Jenkins, Instagram. They do this at the end of the shows, and I'll be having to remember which ones to say. But, yes, you can um, go to 180life.com. If you like what you hear, leave a note on 180life.com. Uh, I get them I get them personally. Um, my team gets them. We all get them, but I get them personally. I get to read your comments and your concerns, and I'm super grateful. I, I thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, I'm super grateful for everyone that works with me to make sure that um, things are going smoothly. But definitely, definitely, please go get Go get your 30-day affirmation book. Um, 20 days, 30 days is a habit. Go get your book. It is on, on sale now. It is on shelves. Get your magazine, the 180 Life Enterprise. As you see, your boy is on the front cover, Mr. 180. I am on the front cover of our, 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 our launch issue. I'm grateful. Um, just great material. Just meeting different people on the inside workout. Um, we got... On the, the next issue, we got recipes. We got um, artists that are on the rise. We, we, we got, I've been blessed to meet so many different people and you guys got to hear about them. So we just definitely need your support. Keep this going just so we can keep on evolving. You know, we need to, we can't do it without the people. So definitely. All right. Well, thank you for coming on and thank um, everybody that's, tuned in right now please share this to all your friends family network it's positive it's uplifting it's motivational we all need that in our lives um, share this so you can support me so you can support him um, you can go find the Zenergy podcast on about 25 different platforms it spells z-e-n-n-u-r-g-y 
It's about the urge for more peace and fulfillment in life. And so I have 46 uh, released episodes that you can listen to on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. It's also on YouTube. So definitely tune in, share, subscribe. Um, merchandise is on laughsandlyrics.com. And if you want to be a guest, there is a would you like to be a guest on this energy show? It is free to come on. I'm looking for people who have positive stories, motivational stories, inspirational stories. So we can all evolve together. And also you can spot some of the merch, you know, and, and, and be repping that all that positivity to make our world a better place. So thank you for joining and may you walk. Oh, thank you. May you walk in synergy. Have a great night. My name is Zenai Shea, and I have a weekly podcast called Zenergy, which is fuel for the mind, body, and soul. And this is the Zenergize Your Life Goal Setting Package, Volume 1. It comes with a workbook, a journal, stickers, a bookmark, tabs, and a QR code where you can find my podcast. And inside this workbook, you're going to have 16 different principles. The first one I'm going to show you mine is abundance. You have a place to put pictures that inspire you of role models, also pictures of goals that you want to create, goals, journal prompts, meditations, affirmations, all kinds of things to help you focus on this principle to better your life. And like I said, there's 16 principles. So this is a $15 package that comes with all of these things I've shown you, $21 with shipping and handling, and you can get it at laughsandlyrics.com. So Zenergize Your Life with me. Thank you.